Hi, and welcome to this series, Who Cares? We are a collaboration between four students from the Royal Central School of Speech and Drama, otherwise known as Bandabas Theatre Collective, and Camden Carers, a service for improving the quality of life, health and well-being for all carers in the borough of Camden. With the help of Claudia, Chris, Mechlid, Bernie, Jackie and Fanula, we have compiled a series of episodes, each using their creative content and curated by us, to hopefully celebrate the fact that there is no single story when it comes to carers. Each person being a unique creative in their own right, with the only single narrative applicable being that each one of these fantastic persons are brimming to the top as an inspiration of love. Each day for the seven days of this Carers Week, we will release another specially made episode, each one focusing on one person we worked with for this project. For episode six, we have a special episode where our own Bandabas member, Samira, talks about her experience as a person being cared for and speaks honestly with the persons caring for her, her parents. In this episode to celebrate Carers Week and to bring visibility to those on the front line, we will today be listening to a beautiful short story by Fanula. This story is about her beloved daughter and the trials and tribulations that she had to face throughout her adult life, but instead of focusing on the negatives, embraces these with unfaltering vigour and bravery. Please enjoy My Outstanding Woman by Fanula Martin. Fanula's autobiographical story will be read by Bandabas member Naomi accompanied by a series of FX and music to bring it to life. The dreaded phone call came just after 8pm on the 20th of November 1995. I had just returned from having handed in my thesis and was feeling pretty shattered. My daughter had been in Sydney exactly a week. She was 19 years old and was on a gap year with two of her friends. I could tell the call was long distance and fear started edging through my intestines. The gist of it was that my daughter, Tara, was in a coma after suffering a near-catastrophic seizure. He emphasised that I had better get to Sydney as quickly as possible, as she was likely to die or be in a permanent vegetative state. Fortunately, I had taken out travel insurance, so began my journey to the other side of the world. I was on my own and had no real idea of what I faced when I got there. Tava remained in a coma for about ten days and I hardly left her room. She was being barrier-nursed as they had diagnosed viral encephalitis. The herpes simplex virus, a cold sore on her lip, had penetrated the blood-brain barrier. Finally she woke up but started having several epileptic seizures daily. She also had memory loss and cognitive difficulties. However, she is a very strong woman with enormous determination, and if anyone could pull through this, it was her. She remained in hospital for seven weeks, and we flew back to London accompanied by a nurse. The next four weeks were very challenging, as she continued to have life-threatening seizures. We were also in the process of relocating to Northern Ireland. I couldn't let her out my sight. The day came when we left London and drove to Belfast. I can't say this was an easy trip, but... We got there. Tara's seizures continued, but she never let her condition hinder her. She started to make friends and would go out with them. They learned to do what was necessary when she had a seizure, and I learned to let go. This was difficult for me, but love is letting go. We experienced tough times in Northern Ireland. However, Tara remained strong throughout. (laughs) 
Our circumstances changed once more and we returned to London. Again, we experienced some traumatic times through which Tara remained stoical. She started going to a college, taking a challenging course and was awarded a prize there. We were very proud of her. Life went on. Eventually, Tara decided to move out of the family home and forge a more independent life. I was very upset and distressed as I feared she wasn't ready for such a bold move. I was worried she'd have even more seizures and would get injured and, God forbid, die. I knew I was probably being overprotective, but I couldn't seem to help myself. So much for my letting go. She left and coped beautifully. Another couple of years passed with nothing horrendous happening, as she went about her business. One night she called around to see us and said she had an announcement to make. We had no idea what was to come. She announced that she had become engaged, showed us the ring and said she'd be getting married shortly. We were stunned never having even met her fiancé. After the initial shock, we admired the ring, talked about her husband-to-be and arranged to meet for a celebratory dinner. Not long after that night, the wedding took place and she set up home with her husband. After a few more months, she told us she was pregnant. To say I was concerned is an understatement. I was quite distraught as she was on such heavy doses of medication, the chances of her unborn child being disabled were quite high. She bloomed through her pregnancy and brushed aside any fears I had. My grandson was duly born. He had all his fingers and toes and was a very healthy little boy, thankfully. I was privileged to be present at his birth. He was gorgeous and it was love at first sight. She did continue to have seizures and was hospitalised on several occasions. She never really let her condition get in the way of her life. She did everything she wanted as if she had no disability. She took her son out in his pushchair by herself. Again, I was very worried, but thankfully no harm has thus ever come to him. In 2012, she was diagnosed with stage 3 breast cancer. I was with her at the hospital when she asked me, what was the worst that could happen? I said a mastectomy, not wishing to mention the word death. She replied, oh well I'll just have to have that done then, and proceeded to eat her lunch. <laughs> I nearly choked on mine. The surgery went ahead and she faced this with her usual fortitude. It was a tough time as she had to cope with complete hair loss owing to the chemotherapy, not to mention severe nausea, vomiting, chronic fatigue and other vicious side effects. This treatment was followed by radiotherapy. I asked her at the beginning if she'd like me to go to the hospital with her and she said, what for? It was as if she'd been off to get her hair done. My admiration for her gutsiness grew. She has now been married for 11 years and has a solid partnership. Her husband has been at her side throughout. This true story ends where it all began, on the other side of the world. She was always determined to return to Australia to see for herself where all the drama, life-saving and trauma occurred. She wanted to go back to the several hospitals in which she was treated and speak to the staff. Who knows? 
Maybe some of them are still there and remember her. I hope so. She set off with her husband and son. I did locate the main neurosurgeon that treated her and they had a successful reunion. He was very pleased to see her. We had so much support, kindness and hospitality from family friends in Sydney when Tara was so ill. She reconnected with some of them and they were thrilled to know how well she was. She is one of the most outstanding people I know. She is just an everyday person living an everyday life. Yet one in a million, nevertheless. Hi again, I am Naomi and you have been listening to Who Cares, a collaboration between us, Bandabas Theatre Collective and Camden Carers. In this episode, you heard Fanula's story, which was read by Naomi, myself. We hope you enjoyed it and will be tuning into the next episode, hosted and written by Samira and her family. Bye for now.